0: Supercharge your deal building experience with Accelerate My Deal when connected across AutoTrader and KBB.com listings and Dealer.com websites. It helps deliver predictive and personalized experiences for you and your consumers. Book your NADA demo today. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. This episode originated from Used Car Week 2023 in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's a panel discussion titled The State of of the Lost Recovery Sector. It's moderated by Jeffrey Marsh of Millennium Capital and Recovery and features Scott Smith of Consumer Portfolio Services and Chris Mitchum of Santander Consumer USA. Let's get right to the conversation from Used Car Week 2023.
1: Well, good morning. My name is Jeff Marsh. I'm president of Millennium Capital and Recovery Corporation. We are a nationwide uh, provider of repossession management, skip tracing, and remarketing services. And uh, every year at this conference, we utilize this session to really hear insights and perspective from lenders in the business about the state of the loss recovery sector. So this morning I'm pleased to have uh, Chris Mitchum, uh, SVP of, uh, of uh, Santander Consumer USA, uh, and Scott Smith, uh, Vice President at uh, Consumer Portfolio Services. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing their opinions today. Uh, let's get started Um, Scott let's let's start with you Um, really just give us uh, what are you seeing in new trends in the business uh, in lost recovery start off with whatever's on your mind all
2: right Uh, good morning everybody so I will say that's been the kind of like the topic of the the week here so far is AI and automation Um, pretty much on every front, anywhere it can be done, whether you're lender, agent, transporter, auction. That's the big trend and how to balance that with uh, the human element. We have all these new data streams and how do we crunch that data? What do we do with it? How do we interpret it?
1: And how do we increase overall efficiencies across the board? Yeah, that's great. And do you feel like you have all the data that you want or you're trying to get more data as well? We always want more data. (laughs) (laughs) But
2: uh, there's quite a bit out there and uh, technology has lended itself to being able to get that data quickly, more quickly than uh, we can probably interpret it, but there's always ways to get more.
1: Okay, Chris, how about from your perspective? What do you see from where you sit?
3: Yeah, I think I have an interesting perspective. At Santander, I I manage our third-party servicing groups and and relationships, so we go out and talk to portfolio companies and those who have uh, servicing needs, Um, and you get to learn a little bit about not only what are our pain points at our company, but what are their pain points, right, and what are their challenges, what do they see in the market. But I think, you know, overall, for me being here this week and. learning a little bit about some of the agent activity what are their i should say pain points right in terms of what banks and other finance companies request and the things we need and you know we talk about data and like you know well we have a lot of data but what data are we providing what data are we sending downstream to our partners so they can you know do the best in their business i think it's been a challenge coming out of covid and you know we have to remember and i think as lenders we we definitely do you know Oftentimes we're dealing with entrepreneurs, small businesses who went through a time right. in the market that was tough, right? And I think we're, we're coming out of that, right? And I think you know, what we should say, continue to stay focused on is how can we help continue to be good partners, make their business less challenging, it's already a challenging business, right? So what can we do to be a good partner to provide the data they need, the support that they need, understand, you know, the challenges they have. And I know we're going to talk about some of those today, but I think that's some of the things that, that we try to remain sensitive to. And then as I talk with portfolio owners, they're trying to struggle with to say, you know, how can I be more efficient on the backside of our business? Obviously, we have a big machine, you know, the, the, the group I'm with, but, um, you know, some, some don't. And, and they, they're trying to understand how to get those efficiencies right. and get the most out of that side of the business.
1: Yeah, that's good. I think you've heard a lot at this conference on what mm-hmm. some of those pain points are yep. and, and, some, and really solutions. Uh, But let's back up for a second and jump back to just, I guess, question about the economy. How do you see
3: the economy impacting lost recovery in the year ahead? Yeah, look, I think the the easy one to talk about is inflation, right? And, and the challenges customers are having. I, I think, you know, generally basket prices still stay high. Wages haven't quite, you know, maybe kept pace. Little relief at the gas pump. I don't know. It's a little different in the West than it is maybe in Texas, but it's been a little relief. But, but customers are still challenging. Challenged, but I think uh, they've proven to be resilient. Uh, I think auto. Uh, I think one of the things we're lucky in our in our business is auto definitely is a more top of wallet, obviously you know, spend uh, Mm -hmm. for consumers, but I think the challenge is how do you keep, uh, you know, mindful uh, of that? So yeah, it's top of law. You know, you're going to be in a good position to to get that payment, but how do you say top of mind? Right through that process as well. So I think you know the the economy obviously is, is folks are split. Is it going to be a soft landing? Is it going to be a recession? I, right, I right. The There's a lot of jury's, yeah. Jury's out, right, uh, so to speak. But uh, I, I think for us, we're you know kind of just you know taking a prudent approach at the manage market, what, you what you can manage, manage and control can. it. Yeah,
2: Scott, what do you see? Well, and it's also learning from the last few years. Like, forecasting is difficult because you can't just look at 2019, 2018. Like, before the pandemic, coming through it, there was all different types of financial aid and other things going on, and now we're in a period where all that's ended. And so not only where do we go from here, how do we uh, approach the customers and, Look at that, looking at the the collection side of it, like you have to change tactics in your approach to the paper and doing new things to um, get the people to pay. I mean, ultimately the goal is to get them to pay or rebuild the car. It takes everybody working together from customer to lender to agent, everybody, partners and working together.
1: So, macro view mm-hmm. to you know kind of micro uh, approach in how you're managing it and, and change is critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about get into that a little bit digitization. You talk about data, digitization. Chris, I mean, share with us a little bit about how digitization is transforming the
3: business. I think it's <clears throat> definitely transforming. it's helping it get, get faster. I, I think you know, capturing the data we say we definitely we, we want more data, but what do you do with it? right and how do you really use it efficiently and again like I said earlier how do you pass that down to our partners particularly on the backside of the business right like we if we collect a lot on the servicing side what are we providing when those assignments go out what are we providing when you know those things need to be done whether it's transportation strategies or repossession strategies etc so I think um, you know digitization that has helped but I think it's 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 layered on some additional work obviously for our partners you know here Uh, and I think for all you know finance companies who have partners here I think it's it's added some um, some required if you will, some some different levels of you know work that need to get done and, and I think we definitely understand those are you know can be challenges. I I, I think what we try to balance and I say we just the, the greater kind of finance companies you know in general the large finance companies is, is how can we do what we need to do. Get the information we need. Have the requirements we need on the back end of the business, on the repossession side of the business, that help us avoid some of those, you know, challenges we all want to avoid in that in that space. Um, but but not make it over overly burdensome, right? And right. A challenge in, in a in a sector that's already squeezed for margins. Like, how can we get what we need? Require the things that we that we need to have, right? But not make it overly burdensome. And I think that's. That's getting better. Uh, there's there's some, obviously some great vendors here who help with that and, um, and, and help make it easier, and obviously you know, partners who help make it easy for agents. So I think continuing to partner with them is, is important because we can have all the digitization we want, but if it doesn't make its way down, then... Well,
1: that was my question to you. So do you are you passing more information through in this process at this point? Is that in in
3: the works? I think that's, um, that's always the plan, yeah. right? I, I think sometimes it's easier said than done. Uh, but I think that's definitely the plan. And I think generally, I think there's been a fast forward over the last few years just of saying, okay, COVID, there was this like you know, lull or inactivity, right? Oh, I shouldn't say inactivity, but just slower activity. Um, So at that point, you know, were we able to, you know, hunker down a little bit and say, okay, how can we make this better? Because we know it's gonna normalize and when it does, how can we be ready and efficient and have our partners be efficient? Because at the end of the day, that's what we want to make sure we have the results we're looking for.
1: I think many took advantage of that. And Scott, I mean, I know you've made a lot of changes. Why don't you share um, some of those?
2: Well, with COVID, it really allowed everybody to look at the digitization, it forced it. Um, Whether it's being in lanes at auctions or just being able to get the information with less human touches is basically what happened. Um, Even down to like field chases. How do you do those during a pandemic where people don't wanna open their door to somebody they don't know? So is it a letter? Do they wanna touch the letter type of thing? Um, It really pushed the envelope on everything. And uh, the digitization is good. It allows the data to move faster. And then you have the, the platforms there that help communicate. Those have grown in leaps and bounds as well. So that's pushing the data transfer down to the agent level or over to the auction. And um, I know everybody has their platform of choice. And they're all great.
1: So. Um, is, is there anything that you can share I know you're, you're limited in maybe details you can share <laughs> but is there anything you can share about what you're what you're doing with with technology with AI any anything that's uh, you know a, a change in how you're approaching the process
2: well we do look we do look at AI on every every front basically whether it's the origination side or the servicing side where can it be beneficial um, you have all different new companies popping up. I think fraud detection is a, a big thing mm-hmm. that lenders are looking at now. How do we recognize fraud sooner and minimize losses before they turn into repos? And um, on the repo side with AI, it's compliance, really. What can, where can we implement okay. it to maintain the highest level of compliance? Because uh, every year, it seems like it's a different angle that the, the compliance is playing into it and what changes need to be made, and that affects everybody across the board.
3: Yeah, Chris, can yeah, you, I can you right. enlighten I, us? I, I think that's right, but I, I think it helps influence um, our decisions to make our decisions better, but at the end of the day, I, I think, especially on the, on the side of the business, it's definitely, you gotta have a human touch on it, right? You have to understand those accounts, you gotta understand where they're going. Um, you know, the data may tell you one thing, but you know, account notes may tell you something different, right? right? So there, there is a little bit I think of that qualitative nature that will always be uh, on this side of the business. So I think yes, we're looking into all those things on all parts of our business and particularly the front end. Um, but, but yeah, I, th- I would call it more of a you know an, an, an education and influence to our process, but definitely you know, that human touch certainly remains. Yeah, I think out of all the discussions here this week so
1: far, technology, data, AI, all key part of, of the future yet we can't get away from the human component. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, obviously very critical. Um, big piece, a uh, big impact on, on loss recovery at the, at the tail end is originations, you know, verification of information. You mentioned fraud detection. Can you both share a little bit, Chris, maybe we'll stick with you for a minute, but can you share a little bit about how changes are taking place at
3: the, at the verification uh, upfront? and what what the impact is? I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, kind of like wholesale changes per se. I would just say, you know, um, just more efficient, Getting through, um, you know, that verification process, understanding the data you have. There's obviously much more data available to you now, right? So, in terms of like, can the data tell you like this is reasonableness checks, you know, throughout that kind of can highlight areas of, you know, this doesn't seem reasonable. We need to look more, you know, in here, or this kind of falls within this, you know, reasonableness, you know, to the extent that you know something you know hit, triggers, if you will. So, I think uh, for us on the front end, and it's incredibly important, really, for any any finance company, right? I mean, you know, when you write that loan. Is really when uh, you know you're making the, the right. winner-loss decision, right? right? Exactly. Uh, so uh, it's 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 very important. Um, so we continue to I'd say get more efficient uh, at it. I, I wouldn't say we've we've overlaid you know anything. anything. And I'd, I'd say most finance companies may may, may say, say something similar. That the, the more data we have, the more we're able to you know look deeper at what we have mm-hmm. uh, versus making wholesale changes and saying, okay, now we need to do all this extra work right. per se because the the data yeah. helps make what you have more efficient and you're able to look deeper and say is this reasonable where they say where they live how much you know do they make does this job line up all all of those types of so attributes. using better data that's right. up front to mm-hmm. you know put into the same
1: process but all those little one percent incremental improvements right. hopefully make a huge difference that's the right again right scott how about from your side well i'm in agreement with chris
2: on this like looking at all the data. The verifications still need to be done. Um, Also monitoring the dealer network for trends that may be emerging, whether it's uh, geographical or or just specific dealer-wise and recognizing that and taking that into account if you need to put additional stipulations out there, put the additional steps on certain dealer groups or if there's emerging trends that aren't the the best and communication with, again, with your dealer partners, uh, let them know what you're seeing and that way they have the ability to change it before business relationships fail. And the standard verifications will always be there. It's, they're just getting better at the fraud aspect of it with the technology and AI and chat GPT, which I know
1: we've talked about here before. So um, recognizing all of it. Okay, okay. Let's, let's jump a little bit down into the nitty gritty, I guess, uh, if you're willing. Um, you mentioned pain points, you've heard a lot, uh, and, and Scott, I mean, let's start off with you. Let's talk about storage, transportation, any, there's been a lot of conversation here the last couple of days, I mean, any, any insights you can share on, on what you're seeing, what you're doing, uh, how, we're, how we're solving this? So yeah, storage, storage and transportation is uh, the big
2: one right now. And um, you have to listen to the agents on that one. <laughs> there's, there's no way around on that one. Uh, and it's true. Uh, there's rising costs everywhere, property, inflation, gas. Even though there's fuel surcharges and uh, like bonus stipulations you put out there, at the end of the day, it's making the process more efficient and listening to the partner. So the quicker the cars can be moved Mm -hmm. is better because it reduces costs for the agent. Um, Ultimately, it could reduce costs for the lender as well. I know uh, free storage has been talked about before. Does it go away? Does Mm -hmm. it stay? There's, There's a happy medium everywhere. If the agents are looking for a certain turn time, try to meet that turn time, as long I as it's within key. reason. If, they, if a car, I mean, car can't be turned necessarily in two days. Um, but the pre-approvals as well, that's something that's pretty straightforward. You can put caps on it. Uh, and I know in another panel, it was brought up, what if an agent's charging the maximum on every single one? That goes into monitoring, again, and communication. If you're recognizing trends talk to the partners about that. And if it doesn't go away, then obviously that's an issue. If, if
1: not, if it does, then okay, like, yeah, that's you know, good it, we're
2: all in it together basically.
1: Exactly, I think that, that open communication is key. I know at Millennium we see, one thing that does help is pre-approvals on, mm-hmm. on things like the flatbeds, the dollies, uh, you know, even, even keys, those kind of things. But as you said, the key is monitor it and then have communication when you see trends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that the, the conversation, there was a group here yesterday that had a lot of good thoughts, and I think it highlighted the fact that a lot of this can be solved with a little bit of communication and a lot mm-hmm. of you know, collaboration. Exactly.
3: Uh, but there's, it's, it's a complex issue. Chris, I don't know if yeah. you can share. I, mean, I think you just hit a communication. I, th- I think you know Scott talked on some of the operational items, but I think this is where the real kind of Human piece of it comes in, right? You're dealing with you know small to mid-sized businesses who have real real estate costs, who have real you know gas and opex and, and and everything else. That sometimes it's as it trickles up to finance companies or certainly partners that we talk to and learn how to get efficiencies on the back end is you know you that communication is key. Understanding like look in this area, then this region there's there's challenges whether it's gas price or whether right. it's property costs or or storage size and you know turn times and I think that. Can Communications really key because it helps finance companies be better in understanding when do we, should we have this, maybe it's a strategy we don't want nationally, but it's a strategy we need regionally or, or you know, state, state by state or city by city. So I think those are things that, that communication I think will, will absolutely continue to help. And, and it should because, again, I think being good partners for, for the agents who have these real challenges of having to choose between, okay, do I use my, you know, equipment to do a transport or a repossession, or how long do I keep this, or where do we turn? Right. So I think that communication is, is, is paramount at this point.
1: I think it's key. I, I think you hit on a good point there too. I think you're exactly right. The, the open uh, mind of the, the lenders, mm-hmm. uh, yourselves, is critical in this because I think we're seeing many more innovative approaches to help solve these, these issues on all fronts. Mm-hmm. And so openness, a willingness to listen and, and talk about it is, is key.
3: Yeah, and I, and I think lenders want that, too. I mean, as much as, yeah, you know, we, yeah. we get, I say we the greater we, right? Lenders generally, we get kind of get stuck in, okay, this is our strategy. This is what we do. Well, we don't pre-approve that or we do this. I, I think we all lender-wide want to see, you know, the results that, that, that we want to see, the scores that we we're looking to see. And I think, you know, having that communication, you'll, you'll find that, especially now when it's been a little bit more challenging, we're open, uh, I'd say, to, to learning and saying, what can we do better? Yeah, that's great, I think that is a difference maker. Did you have something, Scott?
2: Oh, I'm just agreeing with them. Um, Lenders are very open as opposed to to the past when it was much more of a confined space. Uh, I believe everybody is open to solving
1: the problems or the issues at hand. Okay, good, good, appreciate that. Now let's change lanes here for a minute and talk about the lane that matters. See what I did there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about uh, remarketing a little bit, and just you know that kind of recovery side um, uh, after the repossession. I mean, uh, uh, Scott, you know, pros cons of, of digital remarketing versus traditional. Uh, what are you seeing? What are you doing?
2: What can you share? So the digital verse in the lane, like digital has been around for a while now. It's nothing that's new. Did it increase with the pandemic? Yes, it did. Uh, Was it a bad thing? No. Uh, So pros would be just the number, like the exposure of the vehicle, right? More bidders online anywhere in the world. it's easier for proxy bidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, cons would be you're, you're losing some dealers in the lane who don't do the online as much. The face-to-face negotiation side of it. Um, I think the best balance is a combination of the two. The digitization along with brick and mortar running through the lanes and balancing that
3: out is gonna drive the best results. Okay. That's that's interesting, Scott. Uh
1: oh, yeah, sorry, t- Chris.
3: Yeah, no problem. I totally agree. I, I think you gotta have a, a, a dual dual approach and you know the, the remarketing industry generally I think has been um, really, really incredible the last couple years just so you know, use car prices inventory, I mean, you know, recovery rates, it's it's all of that is still, I would say, a little bit in, in flux, although it's starting to normalize a little bit more. So I'd say, you know, lenders are generally are starting to hone back in on kind of what that, Tried and true kind of a dual offering strategy looks like. Mm-hmm. I think during COVID or even during some of the height of uh, you know used car prices, there was very specific strategies that, that lenders took generally to maximize that price. There was more more options, and I think people were willing to buy from farther away. And now you get to talk about transport again, but uh, right. yeah. So I, I I think now that things are starting to normalize, we're seeing certainly with our lender partners too is is a little bit more normalization of kind of a, a digital strategy certainly, but but in market still still Dealers are still what makes you know this whole operation work, and uh, you have to make sure you're serving those dealers. They have the inventory to keep that going. So we are we generally, and I I think most lenders at this point are are, are digital and and in-person strategy. Okay, and And what are your?
2: To that real quick is
3: um, having a marketing
2: team handling the digital sales as well. They can rep the sale online. They don't necessarily have to be there but it's also important for them to be there. Again, another balancing thing, and the human element. Human element has to be there. You can't
3: take it completely away. Yeah. You don't get biscuits and eggs, though, online, uh, digitally. You don't get the auction breakfast. You know? Right, right. Some of those still do that. (laughs) In Atlanta, we still do that. There's ways you can do that, maybe. Yeah, you can still make that work. (laughs) Uh,
1: And and what about, so it's been a challenging environment uh, in in a number of ways, but just remarketing overall, what what challenges remain in the year ahead? What are the uh, speed bumps?
3: I think from a remarketing side, it's just making sure you're still maximizing the vehicle and and from a lender perspective, uh, still seizing the opportunity of these incredibly high prices uh, of used cars, right? And what the market is demanding in, in inventory. So I think making sure, you know, you have your strategy right. Uh, now, and whether that's, you know, obviously lease, you know, d- drives a lot of that when you have off, large off-lease volume that, that OEMs aren't are picking up, which most of them are at this yeah. point. Um, but when those go, making sure you have the appropriate strategies to, to maximize what's there, because just like anything else, the pendulum's going to swing. Those prices aren't going to be like they are again, right? So I I think just making sure you are uh, maximizing uh, the opportunities I I know for for our lenders and lenders we service for us, we're focused on. Yeah, that's good.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And another good thing that came out of the pandemic was CR grades, like CR accuracy greatly improved when nobody could really go, because it was all closed. And now everybody's reaping the benefit of that. More accuracy there, so the lenders can sell the cars for more. And really set that pricing and of course market plays into it as well in the economy
1: but that is definitely important okay now a uh, question that's been also uh, much talked about here in the hallways but selling directly from the agents lot is that something you're doing how, how are you how are you addressing that? What are you finding with agents? So we with are agents? not
2: doing that. I mm-hmm. think some of the biggest challenges with that is the reconditioning of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, it's, if it's gonna cost me like 300 bucks to replace a part and the car is gonna sell for 2,000 more, I wanna replace that part or do whatever yeah. fix is needed on the car. And the repo agent lots, and they don't have the capacity right now to have a full you know, body shop, reconditioning facilities right there. And I think that's the biggest challenge with doing that. And then the other aspect would be, how do you get folks out there? Is it gonna be an all digital sale? And again, the balance of digital versus running
3: in the lands. Right, okay. Chris? You have to give the consumer the best option at that point for them. And, and, I, and I think that's making sure you have a, a strong market sale Of that vehicle, right? That can support if that customer ends up with a deficiency, right, or or whatever. Making sure as a lender you can support that. You know, we we did all we could to maximize the value of that vehicle to lessen the impact on the customer.
1: Okay. Okay. So, sounds like preference, move it to the auction, and and move it quickly as quickly as possible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We have, uh, okay, we have three minutes left. So let's, uh, I wanna give you a chance to kind of have a wrap up thoughts, but any real quick, anything you can share about consumer contact strategies, any changes there either early on or through the process? Let's start with you
3: Chris. yeah I, I think uh, and I'm sure everyone's here seen it you know lenders are doing more to keep customers in vehicles right and I think with everything we've talked about digital tools whether that's text messaging email other opportunities to talk to a customer maybe some customers don't know they have options right mm-hmm. so I think with the new communication methods that, that lenders have generally we're able to get that to, to customers. Uh, quicker, we're able to start adjusting late-stage delinquency strategies. So I, I think there's definitely more of that going on, but but we know what that does. That, that pushes yeah. repossessions later yeah. in, in delinquency, and then you know um, perhaps they could be more challenging uh, at that point And and data becomes stale. Customer information can becomes stale. So I, I think one thing we recognize uh, as lenders and for portfolios that that we work with is saying how can we as that account continues to age work with the customer do the things we need to do to help keep that customer in the vehicle making payments but at the same time capturing good data making sure we have you know no longer stale information but but fresh information so if it does go a different route you know we have the most you know current accurate data that we can pass downstream yeah that's good i think it's no easy everything
1: impacts something else And that's exactly yeah. it. Everything impacts everything, and
2: Chris is right. Is maintaining the data as current is key. It's critical, and that's contact with customers, even when they don't want to be contacted, and utilizing uh, technology. I mean, everybody has a cell phone for the most part. A smartphone, text, email, calls, dialers, virtual dialers, uh, you name it. Um, people are responsive to whatever's easy, basically, yeah. and yeah. convenient. So looking at whatever's gonna be convenient for the consumer, and then if you're able to do um, like fee-free pay options, mm-hmm. that's always a little bonus uh, to get folks to, to pay when they don't they don't have to pay a fee to make
1: a payment on top. So, right, yeah. right. Okay, in our final minute here, uh, just to open it up, I guess, for your, for your thoughts on the year ahead, challenges, opportunities, what are your what are your prediction, and what are we in for in the next year? Let's start with you, Scott, your closing thoughts. Um, the next year is going to be interesting.
2: Are we going to reach a, a normal point next year? Personally I think it's going to, and this is just me personally, I think it will be more like 2025 before we hit a normal. I think 2024 is where we're really going to figure out where everything lands and go from there.
1: Okay, Chris?
3: Yeah, I think I think that's right. I, I would just go back maybe to a thing we talked about earlier, which is, you know, focus on communication with you, whether it's your forwarders or your direct agents, with your lenders and understanding, you know, the the unique challenges that, that are that are here. You know, it's a it's a it's a tough, tough business, right? And and it's hard and uh, and particularly for those who provide that service, you know, these are small, like I said, small, and mid-sized businesses who have right. real challenges and how can we as a lender partner be the best partner we can be right, yeah. to help them but still you know, get the things that we need. And that's going to take good communication with the agent partners or forwarding partners. Um, and I, I would tell you that lenders generally, certainly the ones that we talk to we service for, they're, they're open to those conversations to say, how can we get better? Because uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, mm-hmm. And it never was, but it's certainly yeah. not now. I, yeah. think that's, I think that's perfect. Uh, you know, it's,
1: it's sessions like this where you're sharing insights and perspectives that help help open that communication that dialogue so appreciate you both coming up here today and uh, sharing your thoughts Uh, please give them a hand thank you thank
2: you you.
0: we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the auto remarketing podcast that originated from used car week 2023 in Scottsdale Arizona and if you've missed any of our past episodes of the podcast just go to our website at autoremarketing.com and click on the podcast box to find our library of past episodes. Or simply subscribe through whichever platform you get your podcasts. For fellow hosts, Bill Zedites, Joe Overby, and Andy Freelander, as well as our fantastic executive producer, Matt Rice. I'm Nick Zulbich. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to having you again next time on the Auto Remarketing Podcast. Supercharge your deal building experience with Accelerate My Deal when connected across Autotrader and KBB.com listings and Dealer.com websites. It helps deliver predictive and personalized experiences for you and your consumers. Book your NADA demo today.